Hello, I'm Tim Cummins, the President of World Commerce and Contracting and a Professor at the University of Leeds in the School of Law and delighted to be joined today by Jackie Archer, long-term friend, colleague of the association and personally and uh, these days the founder and CEO of Positive Impact Commerce. So we're delighted to be with you for what is the first in our series in 2021 of the Optimism podcast. And our theme this year is one that many of you I know will find inspiring because it is around the whole theme of social value. And we have, of course, as we've gone through 2020, seen so many of the historic issues of our cultures and our societies exposed and questioned. Many of us have adopted and recognized the potential we have to free people from the limitations that perhaps their social environment or cultural background has imposed on them for so long. And we, in the world of commerce and contracting, are in fact absolutely at the heart of realizing those potentials and setting people free to dream of a very much better and more inclusive life. So, Jackie, I think we certainly both feel really optimistic about the way our community can rise to this opportunity in 2021. And you, of course, have been on this path now for a number of years. So tell us a little bit more about positive impact commerce. Oh, thank you, Tim. Well, as always, it's an absolute delight to have uh, like a fireside chat with yourself. And, uh, and to actually talk about something that personally I think we both believe in very deeply, which is about ethical commerce and contracting at its heart, really. But I think over many years I've been, well, quite frankly, embarrassed to be a commercial professional um, when Naomi Klein says that capitalism and commerce is killing the planet. It has a terrible reputation, uh, terrible inequity, and of course seeing the uh, devastation caused by COVID and all of the social challenges that brought to the fore. I think really the time is now to really get to grips with what commerce and contracting can do to actually alleviate this reputation that capitalists and commercial and contracting professionals have acquired of itself over the past couple of hundred years in the pursuit of wealth and profit. So yes, I have been on that train for a very long time and um, I think there was a great opportunity for me to do some wonderful research over the years, um, but the time just wasn't right, um, but the time is right now. And having spent so many years researching uh, the equilibrium in contracts, how we can actually deliver ethical profit and not do damage to the planet, to society, um, I started to, well, I started to write a book about it, but, it, you know, it, it just wasn't practical enough. So I then thought, well, why don't I actually create something that is really useful and practical for corporate businesses to start to adapt their decision making? And I couldn't think of a better way than to use the humble contract as the platform to actually transform some of that thinking and some of that decision making. It really is a ready-made platform to actually adapt 
the decision making in organisations and makes such a huge impact on society and in the environment. And it doesn't take that much to do it. It's really about embedding a certain core of um, ideal states, as far as I could see, and actually encouraging people to make more ethical, sustainable business decisions. So I set up Positive Impact Commerce and uh, put together a really holistic package of um, ideal states. Yeah, it got some really great help and support from uh, some AI-enabled digital platform guys that I can use. Brooklyn, the guys are absolutely amazing. I can use it. Uh, and really, I'm so excited to see it really flourish. I think the time is now for it. And Tim, I think you also are on a personal mission to improve world commerce and contracting. So I'd really like to ask you about the social value initiatives that world commerce and contracting are, uh, are doing, which I'm obviously delighted to be a part of. Jackie, yes, it is so diverse. I think um, to your point, of course, let's be clear, and we're not, I think, uh, either of us suggesting that uh, um, the creation of wealth is a bad thing. Um, it is the balance in the creation of wealth and, of course, the recognition of wider value. And the role that um, this community, that our members play, can play in delivering the, these benefits to the world are really quite fundamental. So let's just think of a few examples. Certainly things that the association has been engaged with for quite some time now, like contract design, designing contracts for users, thinking about the way that you can use contracts not to undermine trust, which they tend to do today because people can't understand them, but to build trust. We've got a fantastic initial project going on, for example, with Pinsent Mason in Germany around uh, the creation of community energy projects in, in Asia and particularly in India, where social exclusion is often generated by the lack of energy supplies. Um, coming closer to home, commercial and contract staff, uh, personnel, professionals can add so much within local communities. You know, as we look and engage more around some of the social enterprise initiatives, whether in the UK and Canada or Australia, the US, all around the world, one of the big inhibitors to social enterprise is very often that the individuals who we're trying to help to, to rise and to prosper um, have no legal commercial background. They find even the forms that they're provided with intimidating. So we can work with communities, with individuals and with groups that um, have these tremendous social enterprise initiatives in place, but where very often their ability to move them forward is constrained by that of commercial understanding. Yes, I, 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 I think that's really fundamental. And that um, where, where I come to on these matters is that um, for so long, uh, people have uh, in organisations bolted on um, uh, social initiatives, perhaps onto the PR department um, and looked at it as, you know, volunteerism and gifting into the community. But what you're actually talking about is real tangible value, real opportunity, opportunity for people to participate 
and actually to have their own opportunity for economic growth and access to that economic opportunity. That's where I'm at in terms of social value. It must be real and tangible for the individuals who are actually impacted by commercial enterprise and impacted by the, the role of you know, commercial enterprise. So for me, it really is all about ensuring that that's tangible, it's real, and it's about the sustainability of their economic opportunity. And you know what, we really do have the opportunity to design a system that actually benefits the recipients. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about reporting, we talk about disclosure, and it's not really about that, is it? It's about designing a system that actually works for the beneficiaries and actually tearing down some of the climate issues and some of the social issues. Um, I really think that's where we should be at as well in the design of it. And it's more an ecosystem as far as I can see. What, what, what are your thoughts on that, Tim? Yeah, well, I think just um, absolutely building into one or two specific examples, of course, as you well know, because you've been a piece of this for the last 18 months or so from um, the World CC perspective, we've been running an international working group looking at the practical um, process of, of delivering social value in contracts and uh, that working group is moving forward now with the development of some uh, learning modules that we're going to make publicly available at no charge to help people to understand how do I contract for and then um, provide governance performance management for social value delivery so real practical stuff uh, later today I'm going to be on a uh, working group and part of the procurement advisory group, which uh, was formed in the wake of the Grenfell fire in London and is uh, setting up principles for collaborative procurement and collaborative contracting in the construction industry, something which we know has been a real struggle for many years, but again is creating this level of inclusivity that's bringing communities into the process of construction, design, monitoring. You know, we need to make our society that so much more inclusive. Uh, and that is so much of what we're looking at. Yes, I think um, uh, and a very recent example, I had a wonderful opportunity just yesterday to meet with the team from G4S and uh, to look at the work that they're doing in social value and uh, in, in some of their uh, prisons and how they're actually including families and the local community and actually the adaptation and rehabilitation of their residents and ensuring that uh, they have access to education and access to appropriate opportunity when they go back into society so that they've got an opportunity to participate well in society. It was absolutely phenomenal, Tim. The work that they're doing, I, I, it's so in engaging, inclusive, and really progressive and responsive. So I think there are lots and lots of examples like that out there where organizations are genuinely trying very hard to do the right thing, but perhaps don't have the framework around it. And, and they might just need some extra help and support to help them with that framework uh, around all of these wonderful initiatives and actually to help, um, let's us help bring them to the fore and, 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 and share some of this wonderful work. So I think the, Fascinating point out of all of this, Jackie, as we move into 2021, is 
how strongly this illustrates the phenomenal potential for the contract commercial community, whether it's individuals in legal, in procurement, in contract management, commercial management, to really emerge from what has often been the back room of the business to really being at the front line as critical enablers of this change. And of course, for those who wish to volunteer, the opportunity to engage with us, with you, with a whole series of initiatives that are going on that actually are trying to turn these commercial visions into practical realities. Um, we can make this happen. And I think those of you and I feel really confident that our optimism is not misplaced, that indeed this will happen. Oh, absolutely, Tim. I am 100% committed to making this happen. And I think really for 2021, the time really is now. We've had, uh, 2020 has been almost like an awakening year for many people. There's been lots of thoughtful consideration. And I do think the optimism is there because I think the practicality has come. We've really, really started to hone into what really matters. And I think there is genuine optimism and genuine engagement about doing this properly and about making sure that we do tackle uh, the environmental issues as well as the social issues, as well as ethical profits. Because yes, as you said earlier, you know, corporate organizations and their stakeholders are there to do business. And I think we can help them to do business in a way that's practical and orientated towards social value and environmental stewardship and help them with the decision-making. You know, absolutely, I'm hugely optimistic about it. I think we're in a really great place. And I guess the final reflection, Jackie, of course, many people look at technology and the incursion of machines and see this as, as threatening to us all. But of course, in many ways, it is these new technologies that are enabling the connectivity, the visibility, things like blockchain that provide us with the ability to really monitor social value initiatives and to deliver benefit in very new and different ways. You know, as we look at the opportunities to support farmers in Africa through new, new technologies or that are enabling the Kashmir farmers to really improve the productivity but also the environmental standards of their work. Technology is opening up a whole new range of opportunity and it, it again is something that perhaps our community has not traditionally stepped forward to embrace but as we begin to look at the emergent technologies, I think they just do create a true world of opportunity. Well, do you know, Tim, I really like this subject matter because in, I remember standing up at an IACCM conference and in a big debate talking about technology and, and really about making sure that the technology that we do actually use uh, retains the humanity uh, and the decision-making so that we're actually sensibly deploying technology in a way that actually supports the development of society. So I think we can have both. I think we can adopt and use technology. I think I can use AI-enabled technology. That's a great thing. Um, but I do think um, we have to really use it wisely and cautiously. I think it's fantastic to enable us to make database decisions, to capture you know, uniformly, benchmark trends, things that, you know, a contract in a cupboard could never do. 
Um, and, um, and, and I really do think the emergence of, you know, modern uh, AI enabled technology is really, really a great source of, uh, you know, opportunity for, for our community. I, I, I do think obviously keeping uh, the humanity of it and making sure that it does drive social value. So contract, commercial management, all of us working together, we truly can change the world. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Thanks for being with us.